Welcome to Kevin Kev Talking Sports. I am Kev. And I am just Kev. Yeah, well, Kev, we missed you last night. We had some fun on the live stream. Friend of the show, Paul, stood in for us admirably. Right. Really appreciate that. But you are back. <laughs> Don't sound so happy. How you yeah, feeling, man. Kev, man? You, you had a good week. You doing okay? Good week. <laughs> yeah. Good week. I'm all tired from traveling across the country, but I'm here ready to make some football picks, get us back on the right trail. Yeah, we so we need to mix a few things up. I think that's our that's our consensus here. We had a little bit of a a rocky week last week, been a bit of a rocky month for us, honestly, making picks. We had a few kind of off weeks there in the midst of things. But my thought on last week, Kev, is that our analysis was spot on in three out of our five picks. Yeah. And the Cowboys, you know, the crowning achievement, that one just rolled in. If you go back and listen to last week's podcast, I mean, we we picked the Commanders, and we picked the Texans, and those games played out just like we thought they would play out, except three Browns, defensive and special teams touchdowns, and then the Commanders didn't come through. And over. You actually said, this is the kind of game that'll go to overtime, and we're given two and a half, so we'll still win it on the field goal. Yeah, who could have expected a tie in that situation? My goodness. It was a do or die for them, and each team in a lot of ways. So I figured it was going to be a tight game, but you know we're we were only we were given less than a field goal. That seemed like a good spot for us to give a couple points. Didn't work out. Yep. Just one of those things that keeps happening to us. I know, I know. But but you know the the whole point of this endeavor, I think, was for us to just really put ourselves out there and and see what we could do as far as making picks against the spread because everybody says, oh, I got this, I got. Well, we're putting ourselves on the record every mm-hmm. week. And so we're learning that, you know, the NFL A is very difficult, but B, you know, you got to just take your lumps and move on and try to keep doing your best. So that's what we're going to do today, right? I mean, we're going to, we're going to bounce back hard right here. Yeah, we are. I mean, we're better than, than one and four for sure. But the other thing, you know, when we started this whole enterprise way back when, and by the way, we're creeping up on episode 50. Oh, yeah. And we're also creeping up on our one-year anniversary of doing this. So we have hung in there for a a full year. That's right. But when we started this way back when, the thought was, you know, we have had these conversations for years and years just as friends off the air. Right. And we thought, you know, it might be kind of cool to just have an audience for that. There might be people who are interested to hear just how two regular people kind of talk through things. So. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not presenting ourselves as professional handicappers, and we continue to invite you faithful listeners out there, listen to the podcast, but also listen to the live stream, tune in on Twitter, because if you listen to the live stream last week, <laughs> we picked the Packers over the Bears, the Lions over the Jaguars, the Steelers, the 49ers, the Bengals, the Raiders, and the Saints. And we decided not to put any of those games in our five five. picks for the week. So, you know, I I think the gist of it is, you know, we're kind of putting a lot of different thoughts out there. And for the listeners, nobody's saying run to Vegas and and put your life savings on our top five. But listen to everything. Bring in your own thoughts and, and, you know, go with what what you like out of what we mentioned. But uh, it just has it's gone that way, like for the last month. I mean, we pick so many games right 
but quite a few of them are not making it into our top five. Yeah, that's the, I guess it's the selection process. So we're going to mix it up a little bit today, right? Yeah, well, we're mixing it up. So the first thing we did this week is we brought in friend of the show, Paul, <laughs> for the live stream. So he's the luck changer. Okay. And he is already on notice that if we do better this week, he is now on call every Wednesday night for the live stream. Okay. So, uh, so that might change up our luck a little bit, but yeah, we're going to, we're going to just tweak the format slightly. So for those of you that have listened to the show regularly, we, we put out five picks. Our effort has been to come up with five that we agree on. You know, we've had a few rough weeks here and the thought is maybe we're forcing that a little too much. And we have so many things that we talk about and we get things right sort of off the air. And then we right. try to force, you know, consensus picks into our top five. So what we're going to do, we we have historically, each of us had a pick of the week. And then, you know, we agree on all five of the picks. And so what we're, we're going to try just our individual picks of the week if we agree or if we don't agree, we're just each of us is going to have one pick. And then the other three will be sort of consensus picks. Does that sound fair, Kev? You want to add anything to that? Yeah, that, I mean, that, that makes sense. That way, I mean, it's not like we're trying to wash our hands of any responsibility. It's more about trying to just get the right games in the mix that we need. Sometimes we've probably left things out because we weren't sure the other guy was as about it or you know whatever so we might have second guesses about our system a little bit so um, we'll see how this works yeah i think that's fair and we're, we're also discovering that it's it's hard to come up with in some of these weeks it's hard to come up with five yeah five that we really genuinely agree on I, I mean i think there's quite a few so this week just as one example i'm on the fence myself on four or five of the games. There aren't that many games being played this week. We got a bunch of teams that are on the bye. Yeah. And Six so yeah. I could sort of be convinced, you know, one way or another. Yeah. I think we had this problem three or four weeks ago when there was six teams on the bye and it was really tough. I think, I don't remember what we did that week. I'll have to look it up, but you know, we need to, we need this one to just kind of roll in with a couple of, a uh, couple of covers that, we wouldn't normally get because we've been getting the opposite end of that stick for a while now. So So I'm going to start us off this week. That's on. All right, Kev. You got it. That's another little change. So my pick of the week is the Seahawks at home. They're given three and a half to the Panthers. And it's been a little bit of a weird month for the Seahawks. I think they have admittedly wobbled a bit after a really strong, you know, kind of opening to the year. Mm -hmm. but they lost two games at home this month and then they won two games on the road. So it feels a little bit weird, you know, in this spot coming back home, but Seattle is notoriously, you know, a, a big home field advantage. It's a long road trip typically for teams coming in and now you get the Panthers and this is another team that has just been, you know, kind of inconsistent. I don't think anybody anticipated greatness out of the Panthers anyway. Long road trip for them, really terrible on the road. So I just think the the Seahawks get themselves back on solid footing here. Uh, I've got this game about thirty one seventeen, something like that. But I'm I'm comfortable giving the three and a half. So that's my pick of the week. You know, I don't know. This isn't this game doesn't really jump out to me that much. So I'm happy to have our faith back in the Seahawks. Though I mean, we talked a lot about 
the potential of that team, the uh, the newcomers that have contributed and the coaching of uh, Pete Carroll. And then Gino is still having a wonderful season. He's probably top three quarterbacks as far as rating and overall performance. So, you know, I don't see any problem with putting your faith in that spot, especially when, you know, Sam Darnold is on the other side. And I can't even name the coach of Carolina. So mm-hmm. coach yeah. and quarterback at this point of the of the season, my friend. Well, and and Paul and I talked about this a little bit on the live stream last night. We're starting to get to the point in the season where there are teams who are still in it and highly motivated, and there are teams who are starting to kind of throw in the towel a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm not a big believer in the in the idea that players just quit or tank, yeah. but I do think motivation is a big thing in certain games. And I think, you know, there are teams that when they know there's still something on the line, they're they're going to have a little something extra. I don't know that this is that kind of game, but I do think the Panthers are in that category. You know, it might not be quite this week, but another week or two of losses, they're just not going to have anything left to play for, you know. And uh, we might talk about some other teams that are more thoroughly in that camp. But I think the Seahawks still have a lot to play for. They're going to be highly motivated, and they know this is a game they can win. I almost spot so. Uh, yeah, I almost want to go back and check our uh, first or second podcast when I made my Russell Wilson infamous declaration because I thought the Seahawks were tanking last year at that point, and so here we are talking about you know Carolina tanking. So you know that that was just Russ being Russ. That was Russ being Russ. He heard me. His ears were burning. They weren't tanking. He was just awful. (laughs) He was just awful, except for one game when he had four touchdowns right at the end. But you were ahead of your time in dissing on Russ. I think the... the, And then I was forced to apologize. I I was forced into a... I was shamed into it. I didn't well, I I owe you an apology for making you apologize. But uh, (laughs) you you were spot on. Uh-huh. All right. Well, that's our first game. That's my pick of the week, the old Seahawks. So you want to you want to put a trivia question out there for me? Oh, okay. Hang on a second. All right. Trivia coming up. What do we got here? All right. So here's my trivia question. Are you ready? Yep. No. Oh, the big the big uh thinking right now is everybody's gloating about calling the Rams as the uh the Super Bowl hangover champs. Right? What are they? Three and eight now. They're playing tonight. They could be three and nine after the end of tonight. Oh yeah. Right. So, question: What yeah. is what team had the worst record post Super Bowl championship? This one oh, will probably that be is a, That is a great question. I'm envious that you came up with that question. That that is really good. Okay. All right. Well, in the meantime, why don't why don't you throw out your pick of the week? My pick of the week is going to be my favorite team, the Cleveland Browns. So here's the thing. The Browns own the Bengals. They just do. Nobody knows why. There's no explanation. Egyptians loved cats, and the Browns beat the Bengals. That's that's how the thing works. So, yeah, I mean, even with the quarterback change, I'm going to go with uh, the Browns to foil the Bengals. Not win. They're not going to win. They're going to go into Cincinnati and lose by three points, which is what they've been doing all year. Even with Deshaun, I don't think it's going to be enough. But with Deshaun, I feel like eh, maybe 
maybe they maybe they got a chance to actually do something here. And they're not out of the playoffs either. They're still fighting. The defense is playing a lot better, right? Uh, three touchdowns against anybody is showing me something. That's crazy. Yeah. So I, you know, I like six points. I think I made the same exact argument in a Browns game earlier this year when they played the Ravens, right? It was six points, I think, on yep. the right. And they covered, you know, they just do. They just cover these things. So I kind of wish you had made that argument last week for the Browns. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, it was all about Deshaun's debut last week. Now he's old old school. Nobody raised a stink about it. So Yeah. He's maybe he'll maybe he'll complete a pass and not try to roll it to his receivers. Well, I'm leaning the other way on this one, but you're starting to convince me, and this is part of our new sort of format change. So I'm totally fine putting that into our five picks. Uh, and I and I hope that you're right because that would mean another <laughs> win for us. Um, yeah. I'm leaning Bengals, although I mean I I see the wisdom here, right? I mean, and I, you've talked about this a few times before. Like there are just teams that own other teams. You know, the Packers own the Bears. The Bengals lately own the Chiefs, yeah. and the Browns do own the Bengals. And I I talked about that a little bit on the live stream last night. But you kind of wonder if there's if there's anything behind that, you know, like, does it really mean anything? It's like past performance doesn't indicate the future. And I just think the way these two teams are going, I mean, the Bengals are really rounding into that Super Bowl form of last year. The Browns did a number on the Texans, but the Texans are the <laughs> worst team in the NFL. I mean, if there's any team yeah. that you're going to shut down and score a couple of defensive touchdowns, it's the Texans. So I almost feel like the Browns are going to come into this game and it's like, you ain't playing the Texans anymore. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. they could look up and be down a couple of touchdowns early. I would lean Bengals here, but like I said, I I'm, I'm totally content to put the Browns in the record book for us. You know, I could certainly see it going either way. And I, I kind of like the fact that we're expanding our repertoire you know, to include a few of these games where we don't necessarily agree on everything. Yeah, good. I, I think so, too. That way, I don't feel like my favorite game is left out and you don't feel like your favorite game was left out, you know? Yeah. Because if I just don't happen to agree with you, we should be able to put one in. So it's good. Yeah. Go Browns. Sounds good. I mean, I'm rooting for the Seahawks with all my heart, though. I want there your you pick go. to come in. I want my pick to come in. And I want another three to come in. So. Yeah. Sounds good. Okay. All right, so my trivia question for you. Okay. I don't know if you noticed, but last week, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes did something he has never done before. He, he appeared on his brother's TikTok video? He might have. He probably oh, did that, but he lost in December Ooh. for the first time ever. So my question for you, Kev, I don't know <laughs> if you've looked at any of this, but... Uh, what quarterback or quarterbacks have the highest winning percentage in the month of December? Oh, my goodness. I'm going to have to think about this one. But they have to have at least 40 appearances because Mahomes, I think, is is under that uh, under that threshold. Okay, yeah. He's only played, what, probably 20. 20-ish, yeah. So you're, 20. so you're looking for quarterbacks a little longer in the tooth. Gotcha. Than old Patrick Mahomes. Right. All right. We want, we'll, we'll see we want guys with that. long careers and high right. winning percentages. Okay. Yep. All right. We'll see what you come up with there. So let, let's get cool. back to some games here. Now, these the last three games are consensus picks. We agree. 
Yep. I'm going to throw out, man, this is my team of the year. <laughs> the Cowboys. How about them boys? The one team that came through for us last week. I'm liking them more than ever. I'm actually not a Cowboys fan. I really don't like the Cowboys, but man, I'm loving them this year. We've picked them a bunch of times mm-hmm. and I'm going to roll out the same line of reasoning that we picked them last week against the Colts, given a bunch of points. If there's a team in the league right now that is winning by large margins, it's the Cowboys. They are blowing teams out. It's like college football, man. Yeah. Yeah. So here they are given 16 to the Texans and that is a lot of points. And I will, I'll come back to that in just a second, but there's no other team in the league right now that I feel more comfortable laying double digit points than the Cowboys. So last week was their sixth double digit win of the season. And we've been on them for a number of those games. I mean, they are the team in the league that is scoring the most. They are just rolling along and now they get the Texans Mm -hmm. as we've just commented. I mean, good gracious. You think about how the Browns did last week. How are the Cowboys going to do? They could score two or three defensive touchdowns and four or five offensive touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the only thing that gives me pause here, I was kicking around, you know, what, what will the total be? Thinking about how this game plays out. So I jotted down 37 to 18. And then I looked at it again and I I realized that's only three points over the line. (laughs) You know, it's like, you can really obliterate a team in the NFL and 16 points is still a lot to give, but well, I'm like the Cowboys. Yeah. I've got a 16 and a half on the contest, but either way, you know, it's the three score theory. They're, are they going to be up by yeah. three scores at the end? So, you know, Cowboys are talented enough and smart enough and they execute well enough to do those things. They're not going to miss an extra point or a field goal or something like that. Even though actually Maher did that to us on one game, but, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, against a bad team like the like the Texans, I don't think it's going to be a problem. So, I don't know. Didn't we do a study on this last year? Like teams that were over fifteen or something like that had a pretty good record of covering. I guess I should. Yeah, it's like once you get yeah, when the point spread gets high enough. I mean, the theory is like you can't make this point spread high enough. You right. know, on the live stream last night, I mean, Paul said they could win this thing like fifty-four to ten you know, win by 40 or something like that. So, um, you know, there is a threshold where you almost lose sight of how much better one team is. I think it's going to be more like a 27 to six game. Like the Cowboys jump out to a lead and they just, they just run out the clock in the second half. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I don't even see how they could score less than 30, but I don't see how the Texans can get much more than 10. I mean, they might get a touchdown. They might get a field goal. Mm-hmm. That's about it. They're going to punt, or a lot they might throw three or four pick sixes. Then we're then we're golden. <laughs> we'll see. We're golden. All right. Well, listen. Let's uh, let's talk about your trivia question, which is a fantastic question. I I mean I don't have anything coming to to mind, so we might talk through this a little bit. But the okay. the kind of worst Super Bowl hangover. The, so the the team that won the Super Bowl and then had the worst record the following year. The I mean the Rams have to be in the running <laughs> you know i would think well the rams are on pace to be the all-time biggest loser so yeah yeah it's crazy so i, I mean my thought is you know teams that were a little bit of outliers anyway so you know you had teams like the panthers that well no they didn't win it though did they 
but like the Giants, you know, when they won the the Super Bowl as a wild card team, you know, you kind of win nine games one year and then win the Super Bowl. Well, the next year you might win six mm-hmm. or seven. And the Steelers, you know, they were another team. The Raiders from the early 80s, like 82-ish. I mean, I'm throwing those teams out there because I don't I don't think of the dynasty teams, you know. I don't think of the the Steelers were never terrible. The 49ers, I don't think were terrible. The Cowboys weren't terrible. Let me it's give you possible. a little. Yeah, go ahead. Let me give you a number that gives you maybe a little, I guess, parameter here. Only six teams failed to get to 500 the next year. Only six teams were under 500 yeah. the following year, so which is remarkable. You would think there might have been a few more than that, but let's well, see. Well, I mean, if you win like the Super Bowl, years. like something's got to go awry. Like the your quarterback retires or gets injured, something like that. So I'm going to put those three out there. I'm going to say like the Eli Manning Giants, the 92 Steelers, and then like the the Raiders of the early 80s. So the Raiders of the early 80s is a good one. 81 uh, Raiders won the Super Bowl 15 over the Eagles. They finished 7-9 and the following year. Okay. Jim Plunkett, three touchdowns and so forth. So that's that's one of the top top answers. None of the others that you mentioned are are on – of those six that haven't gotten back to 500. Hmm. You want to, you want number one or you want to just. Yeah. Let, let's just go with it. Yeah. So the, the worst team of all time was the uh, year after John Elway retired, which you were on the verge of saying that if you had yeah, given yeah. another minute, you probably would have got that. I heard you, but uh, yeah, Broncos six and 10 in uh, the year 19, or 1999 or 2000. I can't remember. They didn't write it down, but Super Bowl twenty three is the or thirty three is the one they won. Yeah, and Terrell probably retired as well. So see, but yeah, that makes perfect sense, right? I was trying to think, you know, if there, I, it wasn't coming to my head, but if your quarterback retires or something, yep. you know, a big roster change, you yep. know, could lead to something like that. So yeah, who are who are a few of the other ones? A couple of the other ones, the uh, Super Bowl two, the Packers after they got their second hmm. Super Bowl victory, they uh, they went down to six, seven, and one. Okay. I don't think I told you the Broncos were six and ten in that year. Yeah. So that was that's the worst. Uh, the Redskins in Super Bowl twenty two, after they blew out Denver, mm. I think yep. Doug Williams. They went seven and nine the following season, uh, and the Giants were one of them, but not the Giants team you were thinking of. This is the oh the Giants also beat the Broncos. Redskins ah. beat the Broncos and the Giants beat the Broncos back to back years. Those two teams that beat the Broncos then had losing seasons. Hmm. That's kind of crazy because that was like the Phil Sims giants. Right. And then Phil Sims. That's right. Yep. One of those years, they were awesome. Weren't they? Weren't they like 14 and two or 15? That was the year that, yeah, that was the year Super Bowl 21. Man. Well, that that was a great question. All right. You did pretty well with it. You were were, were sounding it out just perfectly. I know I had the right thought process. Just couldn't come up with some of the exact teams, but that that was cool. Good. All right. Well, let's get back to our picks then. You got another another team you want to throw out there? Well, the Titans are the next team. I think we yeah. Are. Let's talk about that. So this is your team. So you you've got some analysis here. Uh, well, I mean, I just saw my Jaguars get just utterly manhandled by the Lions. So that was that was impressive. The Titans are only bigger than the than the Lions, and they just got manhandled by the Eagles. So they're going to be a little bit upset. They're at home. Derrick Henry hasn't had a big game in a while, but he's got like three 200-yard games against the Jaguars in his life. So 
I have a really bad feeling about this. I don't know why it's only four. It should be seven. You know, I keep saying that every week. I don't understand the Jaguar lines. Like, people just overvaluing them still. Mm -hmm. But, of course, I said that in the Ravens game two weeks ago, and we picked them, and the Jaguars win that game. So Yeah. Well, I think that's the scary thing about the Jaguar. You know, the reason the lines kind of stay a little bit lower is because every other week, every third week, they throw in a performance like that. Yeah. You can't completely dismiss them you know they're not just a garbage team that never does anything right but it's only every third week that they really do something noteworthy i think that's a good way of putting it but you know titans are not a team that are subject to whimsy they are just they show up every week they got their doors beat in they're not going to just sit back and take that they're going to come out and fight and probably pound the jaguars so to me four points sounds like a, a nothing burger you know just Titans probably win this by seven to 10. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I've got this one 26, 19. And, and we talked about it on the live stream last night that exactly what you're saying, you know, you think about the Titans being this bruised team, you know, after they got housed by the Eagles, they lost by 25. And then you remember, well, the Jags lost by 26 to the yeah. Lions. So, so you can't really give either team an advantage there. And I think just big picture, Titans are a much more solid team, solid franchise, and they have a lot more to play for right now. You know, they're still trying to, yeah, you know, hang in there for playoff positioning and things like that. So, yeah, I think, and they're at home. I think this is a spot where they get back on track. And, and Trevor Lawrence hasn't practiced every day this week. I don't know if he went today. It's Thursday today. But he got his knee twisted up pretty good last week and or his mm. ankle, they won't say. But uh, I don't know. The gimpy Trevor with that pass rush coming at him it doesn't it just mm, doesn't that's scary. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, we had some quarterbacks get injured last week, didn't we? Poor old Jimmy G is mm-hmm. I mean, that guy is among the unluckiest players of all time. That should be a trivia question for a future episode. <laughs> quarterbacks with the most season ending injuries over the course of a career. Well, they anyway. signed uh, Josh Johnson, the guy we were that was one of my trivia questions from way back. That's when. right. He's he's on so this is another he's, team for like eighteen teams or something. Well, he's he's been on the Niners before. He's like he's coming around to the point where he's, it's just a different <laughs> yeah. coaching staff, but he comes that, back. That's right. That's right. It's crazy. It's, it's it, he's uh, he's batting around, so to speak. He's going to yeah, hit all the teams twice. It. All right. Well, listen. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the trivia question that I asked you. Yeah. Which I involves quarterback winning percentages in December. I, I'm pretty sure Mahomes will be number one when he plays oh, yeah. enough games to qualify. So these are quarterbacks with 40 or more games under their belt. Do you have any, I mean, I would imagine number one is sort of a gimme, but. Uh, I uh, first want to say this is an amazingly good question. And only the top minds would come up with something like this. Ah, so it's well, a great, I, I think that. you're, I think you're anticipating <laughs> the network's, coming out with these stats over the weekend when Mahomes takes the field again. So that's right. Uh, that's right. This will be the graphic that they, uh, that they all throw up there. Right. So of course I got to go Brady. Brady is correct. There's so many of these questions where it's just Brady and he's my, I should almost say, okay, Brady's number one. What do you think about uh, after Brady? I got to put Farvey up there. Oh, Favre, He is on the list. I'm just thinking of guys that have played a lot in, the playoffs they always have to get their teams amped up in the in december so peyton manning peyton is there yep um bradshaw bradshaw yeah. must be up there 
No, I don't see Bradshaw either. But Who's there is down? there there is one active quarterback that fourth overall is still active. Fourth overall. Did I say and Montana? Montana is third overall. So he's not active though. Oh, he's retired. <laughs> Montana has uh, has stepped away, but he, oh, that's but he's right. Third. I, I missed that. Yeah, I thought he was still a backup somewhere. So, all right. So Brady is first. Montana is third. Peyton Manning is Marino. Sixth. How about Marino? Well, Mar- Marino's on the. He's down around fifteenth. I don't have exactly the numbers there, but he's a little lower on the list. Oh, Rogers. That's yes, better. Aaron Rodgers okay. is fourth. Okay. So I don't, I don't know who number two is. Number two is Don Struck. Really? He played that That's, much as? Yeah. Well, he's got starter. 41 games played in December. So. Oh. Yeah. He just, just qualifies. Earl Morrill. Okay. Is. Oh, how about fifth. Johnny Unitas? Yeah. Let's see. Johnny Unitas. Yeah. Johnny. He's, he's just after Marino on the list. So some of the other guys mm-hmm. are Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, Russ Wilson. Ben. I think Russ Wilson is like ninth. I've lost count of where we are on the list, but Steve McNair, Philip Rivers, huh. Steve Young. I thought of Rivers, yeah. Yeah, and we go down from there. So there's almost no active players. Matt Ryan is on the list, but he's down there like 20th or something like that. So yeah, there you have it. I liked it. That's a good that's a good one. Not Brady's bad. always and, the, it's always like Mahomes Brady will... and then who's the next guy after him? I know. Yeah, so his his winning percentage, by the way, is eight oh five. Holy Christmas! In December, which is kind of insane. And then Don Strock was at seven eighty, and Joe Montana was at seven sixty six. Oh, so that was percentages, not raw wins. Percentages, yeah. And okay, and you gotcha. go down from there. There's only a handful of guys over seventy percent. So, good stuff. Yeah, excellent stuff. Good question. All right. Well, good. Well, why don't we talk about our, our last official pick and then we're going to, we're going to put out a few just other games, interesting games of the week, but should we, our, uh, our should fifth... we ride, should we ride with someone that has done us well over the course of the year? Oh, ho, ho. are you talking about my jets? <laughs> I mean, it, it feels to me almost every week I'm in here talking about the Cowboys and I'm talking yeah. about the jets. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, this team, we've been riding them and riding them. So now they they go up to Buffalo. They're getting nine and a half. And I will concede. I mean, Buffalo seems to be getting their feet back under them. I mean, they do. They're they're now the number one seed in the AFC. Yeah, the Jets, you know, they've had a few bobbles here and there of late. But I just think this is a team. So it's just too many points. You know, the Jets have been playing everybody close. They lost to the Vikings, but they lost by five and they were in it to the end. I mean, they had a couple different chances late to try to, you know, get the go-ahead score. I just think they're going to keep this thing close against the Bills. I don't they they beat them uh, about a month ago, the first time these teams played. They're young, mm-hmm. they're confident. I don't think they're scared of this team. So I like the Jets you know, getting the points. I've got the, got it like 27, 21 bills, but I think the jets keep it pretty close. Yeah. I'm with you. I mean, the jets have been very, very good to us. Hopefully they'll get some bad weather up there in Buffalo and, you know, nine and a half for a division game. 
I saw a stat the other day about division games and the under. It's like 66 or 67%, depending on where you're looking at books, mm-hmm. are going under in division games. That bodes well, especially when there's two defenses that are as good as these two are. Yeah. And that many points, and they're going to be under the number. I mean, it's just hard to pass up that many points. Yeah. Jets yeah. have been good to us. Question mark at quarterback, of course. I'm not sure if White uh, is going to keep regressing the way he did in week two of his you know, of his season. Uh, mm-hmm. His second start was not not as good as the first, obviously. And they've had some issues of running back, too. So getting the offense going is going to be a little bit of a problem. But they seem to have the antidote to uh, to Josh Allen last time. Yeah. You see what he did to, you know, like the Patriots last year when they stopped him the first time? Well, he came back and smashed the heck out of him. Right, so right, right. It might just figure out the Jets. I'm a little worried about that. But enough said. Nine and a half points to a good Jets team. It's too much. I'm with you. Yeah, we'll take take it. it. Good. All right. Well, listen, fingers crossed we do better than last week. So here's our five. Just to recap, we've got the Seahawks getting, or no, giving three and a half to the Panthers. The Mm -hmm. Browns getting six against the Bengals. Yep. The Cowboys giving 16 and a half to the (laughs) Texans. Give it a lot of points. Titans giving four to the Jags and the Jets getting nine and a half. So before we sign off here, let's just real quick look at a cut. There's, there's some great games this week, some compelling matchups. What do you think about the Vikings at the lions? And just a side note for the initiated who are going to bet on these picks coming up. This is where you make the real money. (laughs) Just ignore those first five. If you really want to win a bunch of money and retire early. All right. Which game are we talking about? The Vikings at the lions. Man, so I was thinking about this line. Like, this, this to me, this looks like the same kind of weird line as the Vikings-Cowboys game. Remember how we were like, well, how are the Vikings getting points here? Yeah. Now it's like, how are the Vikings getting points in Detroit? They're 10-2 and two against a 5-7 and seven team. What is going on? Right. Does that mean that the Lions are just going to destroy them? <laughs> they could. For all, for all the problems that the Jags have, they hadn't lost a game by less than a score until last week. The Lions mm-hmm. beat them by four scores. So, Oof. part you, you know, you say the Lions are five and seven, the Vikings are ten and two, but they're both four and one in their last five. Oh yeah, and the Lions have had some, you know, lopsided victories in those last five games. So yes, they have. You know, I think the overall records you're definitely talking Vikings, but the Lions have kind of gotten back on track after that stretch. Remember, we I mean, it's been, what, a month and a half or so, but the Lions were woeful, you know, for a two- or three-week stretch there. Just absolutely yeah. horrible. And now it they're is, kind of back, you know, putting up a lot of points. So and it's weird. They traded Hawkinson right in the middle of all that, and they just got really, really better. And, and they got better. And yeah. the, only, the only team they lost to, by the way, in the last five was the Bills on Thanksgiving, only by a field goal, so. Yeah, it's just kind of wild. So yeah. I think, you know, in the live stream, the pick I gave was the Vikings, you know, 28 to 27. So, you know, take the point, but a super close game. But I could totally see <laughs> the Lions pulling this yeah. thing off. It's just kind of crazy. So let's talk about the Ravens at the Steelers. Also, this is another one where the line feels a little weird. The Steelers giving two and a half and again you know they're kind of the lesser team as far as the one loss record but i you know i think late last year we talked about the steelers trying to keep alive tomlin's 
you know, winning season streak. They find a way. It's a well-coached team. And especially with Lamar out, and I think he, I think he's going to be out. He might still be questionable at this point, but you know, I think the Steelers are in that mode that they've got to win, you know, pretty much every week if they're going to get to that 500 level. So I've got them winning in a squeaker, you know, 24, 23 Ravens, you know, take the points, but uh, I think the Steelers find a way to get the win. I think the Ravens keep finding ways to win, even if they have Huntley at quarterback. In fact, they played pretty well with him last year. Even even in two-minute drills and, and game-on-the-line situations, that guy came through pretty well. I think, you know, I kind of thought he might be on the move after the season he did so well, like somebody could use him as a starter. So I, I feel like they're going to be okay. There's, is there some dissension in the Steelers? Like, I feel like Pickens is making some enemies on that team, crying about getting the ball enough, and I just, I don't know. The offense should be a little better than it is. Ravens defense has been playing fine, except for that fourth quarter meltdown against the Jaguars, which was just, again, ridiculous. So yeah, I think the Steelers, I mean, they're definitely not rolling by any means. They're kind of doing just enough. Yeah. Defense has kind of steadied. Yeah. So it's just finding a way, right? I mean, they kind of, they're winning ugly, but they're starting to get things but they're at least a little team. bit back in order. I don't see how they're favored. Like, I just feel like the Ravens win this by like 10 or something. It's so weird. I mean, it's just like the other game we talked about. The line looks looks a little screwy. Well, let's talk about one more. The Chiefs at the Broncos giving Ooh. nine and a half. So it's almost the double-digit home dog that we've talked so much about. Maybe it will be. Who knows? By kickoff. Yeah. So what do you think about this one? Broncos getting a bunch of points at home. I mean, they need a bunch of points wherever they go. So thankfully they're at home. I don't know. Uh, they play the Chiefs tough usually. I just this is this is one of those games where it's just going to be both teams are in the teens. I think. I mean, the Broncos can can slow down KC. Mm-hmm. Um, they've lost so many running backs though. I honestly don't know where they're at with the running game. Russ Wilson is having some mobility issues, so I definitely don't think the Broncos are going to score more than fourteen points. Like that's their that's their max. So can they hold KC under 23? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm kind of leaning Chiefs here, but I think that's the whole point behind the double-digit home dog thing. You know, our our friend Billy always talks about, you know, you get a dog that's this big, it's always going to be a bad team. It's always a surprise. Right. You know, but maybe this is exactly that kind of scenario. And you're usually my numbers guy. I mean, the Broncos have been terrible their offense is terrible but they've got a lot of close losses i mean i I bet their record against the spread is really not that terrible i don't know i mean we talked about it on the live stream a little bit last night i would lean chiefs but i i think i could be convinced you know that the uh, the broncos could keep this thing close and the chiefs we as we've noted i mean i talk about the cowboys are a team that blows teams out the chiefs really haven't been i mean they've they've had a few but they've also played a lot of games that are closer than you than you kind of think they are. So well, yeah, maybe the Broncos are are the pick in this spot. Well, well you're something. right. I mean, there were there were people who actually picked the Broncos to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> Those people should be run out of television. <laughs> Certainly shouldn't have a podcast. You got any other kind yet. of big picture thoughts for this week before we sign off? 
So, it, I, I, you know what? I thought I'd throw in a little fantasy tidbit. I mean, it's the last week of the season for fantasy football leagues, and there's so many yes. good teams that are on by. It's just really a rough situation for people. So, you know, so many injuries at quarterback, so many people that need guys on the waiver wire. I don't know. It's just an interesting, interesting week. I got to start Tyler Huntley in one of my leagues because, you know, Lamar's out. Oh, wow. Aaron Rodgers is on a bye. So I'm I'm rooting for Huntley and the Ravens. Just as... you could have you could have picked up Baker Mayfield. Well, let's let's uh, wrap this deal up. Okay. Looking forward to a good week, my friend. Okay, man. Take care. All right. Signing off. Kev out. Kev out. Kev out.